Hey, Night Owls. Welcome to another episode of Isn't It Past Your Bedtime. I'm Krista. And I'm Rachel. And this week, we're getting a little more cozy with our picks. Last episode was a bit heavy with all the family drama. It's like a chill vibes episode. Yeah. And also, you know, like, I mean, so we live in Washington. We've probably said that before. So we're, while recording this, and by the time it posts, are going to be like smack dab in the middle of like a four-week stay home by your lonesome Mm -hmm. order it's like literally the time for like a cozy comfort mystery or whatever cozy yeah something that's just yes pick something that's just it's comfy it's safe you know that's kind of what what we're going with safety is something we all need more of these days so the one that i picked apparently i've actually read it before i didn't think i had and i started reading it and i was like oh my god i was like huh this is kind of sounding familiar and then i I got through it so there's five books in the series i got through the first one and or towards the end of the first one and i was like pretty sure this person dies well are they gonna die in this book they're gonna die in another book oh my god i'm like well does that other person die too what happens to them what is going on so like as my brain knows but i don't know yeah as i was reading it i was just like i don't remember how any of the books end because how all the books end are like very much like kind of cliffhanger big moment Mm. that like i swear she could have put the first three books together and made one big book oh gotcha fine um and then in the fourth book it changes to a different person and so i started reading the fourth book and then remembered that i didn't like it and i don't know that i ever finished it Mm. but i read the first three books of this series in two and a half days so what series is it i want to know like did i read it I think you have the selection by Kira Cass. Yes. Yeah. I was like, I oh think my god, they have the like, really pretty dresses. Mm-hmm. I think you're on the, the cover. Told me to read it, like I did years ago, like so. in like college. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's why I had forgotten that I read it, and it was on my Goodreads, but it was only as like want to read, and I was like, mm-hmm. okay, well, Goodreads says that I haven't read it, and I trust Goodreads, <sighs> I guess. I always so, yeah. forget about this book. I'm very excited to hear your hot take on it. Yeah. So the other reason that I picked it too is that one, it's a yaw and I love yaw books. And then it's yeah, also like sort of dystopian, future ish kind of. Yeah. So I would say so. So it was, I was like, it's it like, like is what is it? It's like both yeah. traditionalist and utopian, which I kind of love about it. Like, yeah, it's very interesting, like how it is. And so I was like, I was like, okay, this is like a safe book. Like I know I'm going to like it. Um, and then, yeah, so I read like the first three and two and a half days. And then I was going to read another one, but then just nothing spoke to me and, here we are. Right, they do all end on like major cliffhangers. Yeah, like on like a big thing where like I didn't they, know there were five though. I think I've only read three. Yeah, uh, yeah, four and five. Is, so it changes characters, like main characters, mm. and it's somebody else's point of view. And I just that's probably why I didn't do four and five. Yeah, just couldn't get attached to them. So, either way, so this book is set in. Um, I think it's pronounced Ilya. That's how I read it. In that's my how head. I always said it. Okay, so it's the country of Ilya, which is kind of just north america basically like it's kind of like america like the u.s but then like later on in some of the series they talk about how like they went to war with canada and mexico and like the entire north america banded together and then became like maybe a country so it's kind of weird yeah it kind of seems like what happened is like after the wars or whatever is that america broke itself into individual like countries kind of how like europe is europe but then it has its own individual countries like within europe like the continent yeah. so i yeah. think that's basically what happened to america and so iliad or Ilya is like one of those basically and like it seems like the most civilized at this point so i think Ilya is like it's like the entire like size the remaining of, of the u.s though because it goes from like 
Chicago at least like it's like she starts in like mm. Chicago-ish area. I guess I always thought it was like most of it like the majority but not all of it like I thought it was like a big chunk of it but not all of it which made me think that the rest of the U.S. is like barren I don't know basically the world has ended to some degree and Ilya is what's left of the U.S. Yes. <laughs> yeah so there's uh, there are two more world wars and so the third world war I gotta kind of give some background on how we got to Ilya and then I'll talk about what happens so the third world war basically started and this is where it's hard too is that so Ilya doesn't have any written history right. everything is like told verbally and you talk to people in different areas like they end up getting together and what they know to be true of the history is different are so books all- banned or something no but um there are banned books, but I mean, we have banned books, but yeah, there are like banned, banned books, kind of like Fahrenheit 451 type banned. Yeah. And then um, like history books are banned. So the main character, yeah, um, um, her name's America, which like, oh, the irony. Um, heard she found like a, a U.S. history or like California <gasps> history. I think it's U.S. history, like found a book on her dad's bookshelf and he was like saw reading it and was like it's guys just like you can't tell anybody you ever read it so like that's right so they're not allowed to know anything about like basically before this other than what they've been told so the third world happened basically because the u.s was in a, a tons of debt and china finally got annoyed um and they decided to like invade us or something and they won mm-hmm. which that like tracks i mean at this point like we're all kind of worn down so they want to talk about it okay um <laughs> And then, but China wanted their money back, except for they didn't realize that we're in debt and we don't have money. Like, no what are you going to take from us? Or Xboxes? Like, come on. Well, just print more, okay? It's just fine. Kidding. I know um, how economics work. And so then they're like, okay, that's fine. We'll just, like, take you as, like, labor. So then they end up renaming America, like, the United States of China or something like that. Or, like, the America States of China or some weird thing Yeah, like something like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so then the people, so and basically they're just like slave labor at this point and like they get super annoyed and then all the other countries somehow get involved. Like I think maybe China, oh, China or Russia tries to invade and take over the new China America um, and China's super annoyed, but then the uh, original American people are like, well, fuck this shit, like to hell with both of you guys and somehow like make friends and like Canada is like, yeah, we'll be like a homie. Mexico's like sure whatever it's kind of like you know from like the early 2000s there was that thing that went around that was the end of the world yes it's basically yep. that it's kind basically of how that. I picture it happening like but I'm late yeah. well have a nap then fire the missiles so because <laughs> like at one point so there's now new Asia too and like the great oh, wall of right. China is a like what happens in this world yeah. honestly um like the Great Wall of China is apparently like super tiny, and they're like, "Yeah, it used to be like super impressive, and like it was like a grand thing, but now it's like nothing." No, it's so small. And so like, yeah. So basically, and probably Australia is still down there, like WTF, mate. But maybe it's on fire here too. That's true. It probably still is. Let's see. Yeah, it's probably been burning since 2020, and now we're in like 20. I don't know what year it is to be honest with you, but either they way, they don't say. I don't think. So how the new country of Ilya comes to be? Is there's this guy, uh, I think it's Gregory is his first name, Gregory mm-hmm. Ilya, and he is like a billionaire somehow. He just has a crap ton of money. Um, we don't really, I don't know that we find out how he makes this one. It doesn't really matter. But either way, yeah. he like, he's like, donates a lot of money to a lot of causes, and then he kind of gets involved in politics. He was like, I think I can like, tax write-offs. 
yeah i think i can like run the country better than the um military people because at this point kind of just the military it's kind of like back to like george washington days where like he was just doing his thing you know like leading us killing mm-hmm. people and stuff so it's kind of like that and so Ilya's is like yeah i can do it i can do it better and i want to be king I was going to say, they have a classist system now, yeah. right? And so, yeah, so he becomes a, what's it, a sovereign leader, I think is what it is when there's kings and stuff. And so... Um, Isn't that a monarchy? I don't know. They say the word sovereign in the book. I don't, I honestly don't know all the terms. I'm not going to lie. I don't sovereign know just sounds like... I do think they use the word sovereign, so yeah, we'll go with it. Yeah. Anyways, um, so somehow, so basically he's like, hey, I have a lot of money. Um, I have a lot of great ideas because I'm smart. Because see how I have money and now I'm smart? Cool. I want to be your king. And people are like, oh my gosh, he's going to pull us out of our poverty. It's great. Uh, so what his plan is, is he forms Cass. And so how it works in the very beginning is that kind of whatever it is that you have to offer puts you in your caste. So the ones are the royals. So it's just like him and like the wife that he probably like steals or something, let's be honest. Um, and then there's twos, which they're like movie stars and your actresses and your singers and stuff because like you know we still need those they fancy Um, threes are i don't really remember maybe they're like technology people i don't know i might be mixing them in with hunger games but (laughs) nobody really cares about the threes they're smack in the middle fours are your teachers and your professors and stuff like that fives are your artsy fartsy so they're your musicians and your artists uh sixes are kind of or like the skilled labor ish and that like they're gonna be like your maids or like your you need somebody to come stock your store or something like that um and then sevens are like i don't know i don't know what sevens do nothing i guess because if there's already oh they work in um oh so fours also work in factories so maybe threes are professors that's what it is i think threes are professors and teachers fours work in factories and on farms and then I hate that they use numbers. Like it's so gross. It's terrible, right? Like you could have like made up words. I don't know, but like do I mean, the Hunger Games did the same though. That's true. It's very so. Common. What so? What's two? Twos are your like rich and famous people. Mm-hmm. They're your artists and stuff like that. Oh right, right. So right. then, so sevens are like your like a they'd be like a day laborer. So they're mm-hmm. the ones that are paving roads and they're doing the construction work and stuff like that. And then eight are the castless, which are just their fancy word for homeless. So, oh yeah that's really sad yeah. i really hate that yeah and so like you and you, like you had no bills or money so yeah and you are born into your cast so your parents happen to be fives congrats you're a five you have zero music ability zero art ability you don't even want to tough tits figure something out You'll find one uh because it's the only way that you're going to be able to provide for your family and so then women are always trying to marry up obviously and then mm-hmm. Um, like you can marry down but like it's really rare and there's like a 90 day or a 30 day waiting period so that way you could change your mind if you wanted because um and then if you make enough money you can buy your way up a cast so like um i think that's so weird i mean it makes sense it's basically how it works now it's basically like jumping a tax bracket when you're already a millionaire yeah so America has, so she's one of five. So she's the middle child. So her oldest sister is Kenya and she married a four and they're like pregnant in the first book. And then her- They're the next, pregnant. Yeah. The next one is Coda. Um, and so he um, 
is like he does like sculptures and stuff and he happened to, like somebody found one of him and like he has like a giant long waiting list like people and he like charges a stupid amount of money for it and people pay for it which is oh. kind of accurate let's be honest that's how art works yeah. i think um, much, I but think then so. he's also a complete douchebag because once he got like popular he like dipped out on his family like he doesn't send any money back home he doesn't do anything he freaking hates his family basically because they're basically beneath him and he wants to buy his way to being a two like he could easily be a four by now like working his way up but no he wants to be a two which is also weird though because like if you move up you you can't keep doing what you were doing so like i don't know what's going to happen when he buys his way to being a two because now he can't sculpt anymore because only fives can do sculpting right so, because now he doesn't have the skills as a whatever yeah like he's not like an artist he's not like um an actor or a musician i guess at that point or, you've made enough money though that they'll probably just find you a job within that particular community because I, they yeah. live elsewhere like right they live in different areas uh no they're all kind of commingled it turns out oh. so i thought i thought that they were too um i'm getting it mixed up with other utopian things that we've read because yeah, there's a lot of yeah. them yeah it's yeah i i thought the same too but... with divergent oh that's yeah, what i'm where they're very separate yeah but they're all separate yeah no it's mm -hmm. not like that yeah no. so yeah so i, I thought it was and then like later on you're like oh wait no there's and i don't like twos probably twos and threes live in like much nicer neighborhoods but they still all live in, like the i same mean i'm sure together. so it's kind of like how people are now mm -hmm. i did look it up though the difference between sovereign and monarchy as a noun is it that sovereign is a monarch the ruler of a country, while monarchy is a government in which sovereignty is embodied. Okay. I think that makes sense. So, like, if you have, like, like what, Britain or whatever has king and queen, but then they also have, like, people, like a prime minister or something, or people who, like, actually make decisions versus, like... Yeah, it seems like if you like, have like, other... Like, Queen Elizabeth is not, like, making laws and stuff. Right, so that would be a monarchy because yeah. it's a country that a monarchy is a government but they the sovereignty is embodied within a single yeah okay that makes okay sense. yeah so all this right is so now we sovereignty. know okay so this is sovereignty so yeah so that's basically how how they are so america's family they are um they're fives so she sings and she plays a ton of um instruments like she's super good at it she knows like three languages because like um a lot it's of people a know a me. lot of people know too like it's like really common for people to know like english and spanish um but then her mom wanted their wanted all the kids to learn french cause, and she said it helps because like with a lot of the songs like a lot, a lot of them are in french so she speaks three and that's so, pretty impressive yeah agreed i was like damn girl she's what like supposed to be late teens or something she's like 17 17 okay yeah um and so she is in love with this guy named aspen but he's a six and so they've been like dating in secret for two years like oh, meeting right. in the treehouse in her backyard for like two years um breaks my and, heart yeah and so she, and she's like pretty sure that she could like convince her dad to say yes to in a marriage even like but every time that so like aspen is always like she'll like it'll be like she'll bring his her leftovers or something and he'll eat them because so he, like, sweet. he always like, yeah, was hungry. Remember, like like pot roast and potatoes or something that her mm -hmm. mom had made. I was just like, oh my god. Yeah. Um, and then there was yeah. And so like they're gonna do that, and he like she'll like sing to him, and he'll give her like a penny to pay for because that's all he has. It's super cute. Um, but you Very can definitely adorbs. tell that there's like a part of him that has that like masculine part that's just like I need to be the one to provide for my family, like. I mean, it's just biological. Yeah. 
and his dad died like a couple years before and so now oh, so he, he's like his family's breadwinner so he's yeah gotta be- yeah so it's like his mom works a bunch and then he works a bunch so he's already like caring and he has like oh. five siblings because so that's the other thing too i love that, him like, already like the twos and the threes can afford contraceptive but like nobody else can and so like they, ha- they end up having a lot of mouths to feed, but then at the same time, you have a lot of bodies to work, but they can't really work when they're young, so... I mean, this is basically the world we live in. Okay, yeah, got it's, it. yeah, it's actually pretty close. It's, like, almost, like, scary similar yeah. to, like, the exact world we live in. And so then, one day... Oh, yeah, so then the rest of her siblings, so her sister is May, I think she's, like, 14, 15, I don't really know. Younger. And then okay. there's... I think it's Jared? Gerald? I don't know, sort of with a G. But he's seven or eight or something, and, like, he Little. does... He wants to like play soccer and study science but he can't because he's just old enough now where they're like you have to find something artsy to do to like help out the family so yeah um, so america's in love with aspen they want to get married but then she gets a letter in the mail one day and it's this letter that says um that a selection is going to happen and that she's within the age range so what it is is that the only son of the king queens the prince is actually the only child even um he is of age so he's 18 now and how it's always been so the princesses get married off to like you know solidify relations with other countries foreign contracts and shit yes um but then the males have this selection and so 35 girls is supposed to be a lottery 35 girls get picked and they basically come and it's like the bachelor kind of i think it's so fucked but so interesting um and so maxon prince maxon um it's of age this is gonna happen um and so like and then while you're away from your family like well how for however long that you are part of the selection your family gets a check like they get compensated for you being gone because you can't like work and provide anymore so and it's like enough that like for them like one week's check would probably set them up for like a year because like they're good at like saving and stuff and like really smart with money um and so her mom is like oh my gosh of course you're gonna do it and may is like oh my gosh you could be a princess and she was like i don't want to because Every little knows, girl's dream nobody knows about aspen but she was like yeah i don't want to do it she's like super not interested yeah and so then she like meets with aspen like the next night or something and he has twin sisters and they're so they got it. and they're in the age yeah so they could do that and then so then she gets super excited she was like oh my gosh if like one of them does it then he would become a one because the entire family of whoever gets picked their entire <gasps> so family become one win. yeah so then she would be a one and then she could like marry or maybe they'd be twos one or two i don't yeah, know. i think it, i think they're twos i think they get to be just yeah, below I, them they get pulled yeah. up to like one below royalty or yeah. whatever yeah because yeah that's right because they wouldn't be because like the yeah. sister would be one but the, the family then the rest two. of the family would be a two but then like of course her dad would be okay with her marrying a two so like there was she was like oh my gosh that's exciting and then um so her mom um or no so then aspen is like i want you to enter and she was like what the heck like i'm not even gonna get picked and he was like then why does it matter like he was like i don't want to spend the rest of our life with me wondering what could have happened like thinking that i held you back and she's like i'm not even going to get picked this is so stupid that's fair though because like there's like literally very few ways for them to move up in class and like how bad would he feel if like she did win and he kept her from being a fucking princess yeah exactly so like i totally understood his side of things he's so sweet and empathetic i love oh him God, already yes. can i have he's... one where do they where do they sell them um you need to wait for two more world wars and then we can get you one 
Okay. So hang on, hang on tight. We're close. Okay. We're close yeah. to one. That's true. And I think the second one came like pretty quick after. So, so where's that? Okay. Yeah, 10 they, years. We'll they talk probably, we could just call it like, they probably were like the same war. Probably never even ended. So. Will you get me cryogenically frozen right now and then just wake me in 10? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, okay. We we'll talk. That. We'll talk after. Okay. Science. Um, <laughs> and so she finally agrees because she's like, because I mean, basically the point where Aspen was like, well, if you're not going to get picked, why the hell are you saying no to me? And she was like, yeah. all right, fine. I'll do it because I love you. And so then the next day her mom is like, hey, I have a proposition for you. I have a deal. And she's like, does okay. Yeah. She does not. Oh, so okay. she's, the mom is like, if you enter, she was like, I will let you she was like you can start going on jobs by yourself and you can keep 50 percent of all of the money that you make and instead like, of like none yeah so right now she keeps so right now she has none right now it all goes, it all to, goes to family yeah yeah and so and her mom's like and she's like what really and she's like, yeah she's like eventually you need to like learn how to manage your own money anyways like this would be a really great start and so she's like oh my gosh this is great i can start saving up for the wedding because there's like a whole bunch of paperwork that goes with it and like especially because she's like going down to cast all that shit so and she had already uh, could you told- imagine filing paperwork that was like yes i would like to be downgraded yeah <laughs> i would like to have to find a whole new career doing i super want to live in the slums yeah yay thank you i would love to go hungry most nights huzzah and so since she had already like told aspen she was going to do it she was like okay yeah fine whatever i'll fill it out and her mom was like what and she was like yeah fine whatever you make a good point and so she worked like a whole bunch of jobs like that next week got to keep like 50 percent of the money was like super happy so she like bought a whole bunch of food like made her her whole family this like nice dinner she was just so excited and she had a whole bunch of food and so then she like went to the treehouse with aspen and had all this food laid out and she was so excited and then he was mortified and he was basically like oh my gosh like i cannot believe that like you are doing this i should be the one providing <gasps> he was like it's he fine he said to yeah and he was like he was like it's fine like it's one thing when it's just your leftovers but like you made this for me and she was like what the hell and then he breaks up with her oh <gasps> this is why texting was invented <laughs> because they should have had conversations between before and now <laughs> yeah well but texting so like it was a thing right and uh, then now how it always happens is in dystopian shit is that you lose all of the technology that you have well i guess i shouldn't say always yeah they're, you they're basically have a lot always more technology. revert to 1920 i get it yeah. <laughs> most the majority of them do like there are some of course that like they're like the all the cell towers the and satellites are knocked out <laughs> What is the crazer? What is an what? iPhone? Like, Apple who? I shall raise my petticoat. Like, I Dot swear, ankle. though, that always happens. It's so funny, though. Yeah. I'm sure so, they wear normal-ish clothes, but I get that how... She does wear pants and she does wear jeans. Thank okay, you. good. Because, like, But yeah. I get that, like, yeah, sure, the world, as you know, it ended. So, like, sure, yeah. maybe some satellites aren't in production. Verizon doesn't exist. I feel like that's fair. Uh, you're right. Probably, like, Sprint would survive or, like, Boost oh my Mobile God, could you... somehow would be the one. Only Boost Mobile. Yeah. Hey, yo, and where it... are you at? We all have, like, those stupid little dots. Like... <laughs> the commercial. How did they make it? What is happening to the world? I understand why one satellite that wasn't impacted because it wasn't connected to shit. (laughs) I understand why the fourth world war happened now. Boost mobile. Okay. Boost mobile is exactly why this world ended. So So Aston breaks up with her. Yeah. And so she's like brokenhearted, Avi. Um, But then she still got to go. So she already dropped off her paperwork or something like that. And when she had dropped it off, I guess she dropped it off before this. But um, so she's like standing in line. 
And like all like half these girls that are there are like super done up, a ton of makeup, like dressed on lines. And she'd put on like a little bit of makeup and like she'd put on like it's a beauty pageant though if i recall and she had put on like a like some of the nicer like not like nice like she has nice dresses and stuff for when she's performing but she put on like a nice shirt that she had and some cute shorts or whatever um just because she was like she was cute shorts girl you trying to catch a prince well she didn't so it's supposed to be a lottery right like it's just supposed to be super random yes he doesn't see you when you drop off your application yeah because you're just dropping it's not it off like at he's like, watching you're just you dropping know, it off it at like, like see-through glass at the post office in the entire use americas basically the whole Ilya. Yes. it's very he exists in, behind every single post office because <laughs> he lives in angeles they hologram him in to every post office and then he reviews the footage later well it's fine they don't even have to do that because turns out they're taking pictures of every girl mm. when they mm. sign up and then and so and then it makes sense because apparently it's actually not a lottery they're gonna go they through them the all the prettiest girls yeah and there's like application um, and like part of the application is like how many languages do you speak i was gonna say There's education I yeah bet. and she was like that's kind of like a weird thing like why would they need to know if it's a no, lottery it's not. but then she was like she was like well maybe it's just so they already have this background information on you and then when she's waiting in line she finds out that oh just kidding it's not a lottery um she's like well i'm glad i kind of put on like some makeup but there were like people dressed like oh so much red lipstick and all these like in cleavage down to here all that stuff right uh... so then they have to tune but in. What if the photo was from the collarbone up? Your cleavage shows you no good. And I think it was from the collarbone up. So I don't think the titties were in it. Bitches. Yeah. So then they have to uh, listen in every, I think it's like every week. Yeah, it's every week to the report, which already you're like, oh, I don't like this world where you're forcing me to do this, but okay. Oh, right. Um, They're like only news outlet, right? It's like yeah. the report, the, the report. one news outlet. Yeah. And it's like the king comes and his advisors come and stay stuff. And so it's on there. It's where they're telling everybody. Um, and so she gets picked, Avi, because she's the main character. And so, and so <laughs> no, main character doesn't get picked. Story over. <laughs> How weird would that be? It's just like her at home, just like watching the selection happening. <laughs> oh my god! Right, that's the rest of the story. She's just watching TV. And they're like, "Why are you telling me this story again?" Um, and so then, basically, kind of just goes through. Like she has to like meet with a whole bunch of people. She gets sized. She's filled this paperwork. She's doing all these things. She has to like sign a thing saying that um she is still a virgin oh because that was one of the other things is that um, another way that you can become an eight is if you are caught basically having like premarital sex um and how they usually figure that out is that either um um either somebody has like caught you guys having sex right or uh she gets pregnant and now there's a bastard child and so that's how and they figure it out sometimes and so you all get cast out and so like and which is kind of goes along with the thing about how like lower caste can't afford birth control and stuff like that so she has to like sign this whole thing saying like yep i am a virgin da, 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 which is like kind of weird because this is like kind of creepy gross slimy old man who's like asking all these questions um but then so she like walks him out or whatever and at the very end he was like basically he's like it would behoove you to never say no to the prince like no matter what he wants like a kiss or more than a kiss and so she's already like oh my gosh like this is icky and gross like what the heck am i getting myself into who is this and like the whole time that she's like always like seeing prince max in like on the report and stuff she already thinks that he's like super like um stuffy and everything like that so she's already like kind of like not super excited about this at all um 
And so then she, so she goes to the palace and she like meets the other girls and basically like kind of the rest of the book is like her going through the whole thing. So she ends up like meeting him on the first day that they're like not supposed to, like the day before they're all supposed to meet because she gets like super claustrophobic in her room and like tries to run out to the garden and like a guard is like stopping. Oh, that's right. She's like a real human while all the other girls are like, I'm a doll. Yeah. And they're like, oh my God, I want the prince so bad. I love this And he's like, she's unique. I'm like, no, she's not acting. She's just normal. (laughs) She just doesn't want to be here. And so he like happens to be in the hallway and he's like, yeah, no, like let her go out to the garden. He like follows her out. And then, and so she basically like yells at him about how he's like a stuck up pompous ass. Um, And, but of course he's like, ooh, charming. No one's ever seen. He didn't want to be part of this, right? Yeah, so he really didn't want to, like, but, like, he's kind of, like, forced into it. And, like, his dad's, like, a total yeah. asshole. And he's, like, so his dad's supposed Kings to, like, step, always are. He's supposed to, the dad's supposed to, like, step down when he's in his 20s. And he was, like, what he's, basically, he's, like, well, he's probably never going to do that. Da, 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 da. Um, and so then, like, the first, after the very first, it's the next day now. Because um, they have this, like, little chance meeting or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and they go have breakfast. And he, like, sits down and he, like, talks to all the girls and then they're like okay so if i didn't ask you to stay behind come like meet me in the grand room or whatever um so they get there and she's like looking around she realized that she's the only five left so there are three fives who are in the selection and she's mm. the only one left and she's basically like if i hadn't have ran into him in the garden when i wasn't supposed to be there in the hallway or whatever like would i also be gone like i'm sure the third language helped okay yeah definitely because um, his advisors are requiring him to marry someone with specific skills yeah which is like so yeah so they want like so like he's supposed to be able to pick everything like his, nobody else is supposed to have any say in who it is but of course like it's not how it goes though it's yeah well and also like the advisors have to or like part of like keeping like who stays too like at one point somebody is staying because she has connections to like north asia and then somebody else is staying because like they're it's the front runner for the public and like obviously you don't get rid of like the public's front runner um public's watching no you don't yeah so stuff like that um and so then, um, like, later or something, basically, she was like, hey, yeah, no, like, being truthfully honest with you, like, my heart is with somebody else. He broke my heart. Da, 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 da. Uh, we could just be friends, though. Like, and he was like, oh, okay, yeah, let's just do that. Um, okay. And so basically, it's like that is happening. And then she's like, kind of like, sort of maybe falling for him, but she doesn't know. And then because um, she's 17 and no one knows yeah um, and then it ends when so it has to get down so it gets down to 10 and then uh, then they become the elite so that's how the book ends is with the 10 people left i was gonna say i don't think they pick by the end of the no. book because uh-uh. i think i had to find that out in the, so in the second book they do tell you though no you have to wait till you get to the third book is it really the third yeah was it that long yeah because then wow, the second book upsetting. is like the second book is just all of the elite women and like what they're doing and then finally in the oh, third right. one a lot of like societal drama in the second book yeah super good though like so the whole series so I, don't good. Actually, I don't want to say the whole series the first three because like i said don't love that the characters but i don't like that in general like when they when i'm in a series and i'm hooked on these people then all of a sudden you want me to like care about somebody else's perspective like bleh, i'm not here for it it's not what i like yeah but yeah five out of five like it's super good i mean well maybe four and a half because there are some times where she is such a whiny 17 year old that you just want to shake her and be like true oh my god maybe just like say something like quit assuming that you know which i understand because 17 and if we have any younger listeners which hello i feel you your feelings are valid but they'll get if you are in loves or maybe likes in lust in something 
listen to the Antichrista here. Stuck in the drama that is generational. Ask them. Do not assume that because they were talking to whoever, that they don't care about you anymore. Just freaking ask. Say, Use oh my gosh. Say, this, I saw this happen. It made me feel this way. Because most of the time, they're going to be like, oh my gosh. I was mine. This situation. And then you're, oh my gosh. That made so much sense. I told yeah. it. So, right? Hot tip. Gonna- no one else sees the situation like you do. Yeah. So maybe I'll knock off like a quarter to a half a star. But for teenage drama, yeah, just and that's all in all, it's probably just because you know I'm older and it's annoying. But for the yeah. most part, I mean, it was super good. It was a very, very, very quick read. Like I said, I read the first three books. Who who was this by again? Uh, Kira Cass. I was gonna say, I think it's Kira something. Okay, yeah. So Kira and Cass. honestly, okay. and I honestly think that like books one, two, and three could have been all put together in one long book. But I agree. It but I think because it's also book, for though. y'all. Yeah, that is y'all. So they wanted to make it shorter. And I do like how they're split. Yeah. Like it is really, you know, I could not imagine having read these books when they came out. Because the cliffhangers of every single one uh, is like. No. They're pretty good ones. Yeah. It's like, so why like, would you end there? Yeah. I literally, after, so after the first one, I was like, okay, library, I need the next one. And then I just went and I grabbed all of them because they were all available. And I was like. Thank you, library, for the evening. <laughs> you know what the series, though, like, the vibe makes me think of is, like, the other series, um, like, the pretties and uglies and specials. Oh, I haven't read that one yet. Have you not read that one? It's no. good. It's also, yeah, I think. So you okay. would like it. It's great. But I don't know, like, so they're definitely not the same. And this is absolutely not the book that I did this time around, but I'm definitely going to go on a tangent anyway. So, like, (laughs) the pretties and uglies is, like, once you hit a certain age, like, you get, like, basically, like, reconstruction. (laughs) Like, everyone becomes, like, a 10. Like, everybody. Like, so you're born natural, and then they just, like, completely redo you at 18. Like, that's what the pretties and uglies is. And then they, like, they basically do, like, these weird implants in, like, your eyes and shit. So, like, you see stuff weird. Like, it's a whole thing. Like, but I don't know. So, obviously, it's not the same as this, but, like, the vibe is very similar. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it's it's along the same lines as, like, Divergent. Like, honestly, like, it has the, the, the same, like, kind of, like, dystopian future, teenage drama, like yeah well i like this one break out of the mold kind of yeah. vibe well i like this one too because like maxon is like a good prince and like he cares about all the people and he has like all these he like, really does he though. has a whole lot of like really him. grand ideas of like how like the things that he wants to see change in his lifetime but like he knows that he has to be like more quiet and slow about it he can't like make these drastic changes and stuff like that so i really, really like that. liked him though in general because i did feel like so this was written in like the um i don't know like 2004 to 2008 range maybe probably yeah somewhere in there um at least the first one obviously or <laughs> five uh but like i feel like overall it like very much like embodies like how our generation does feel about things you know what i mean mm-hmm. like someone's got to do something different but like i've talked to my stepdad who's in his 50s about this he was like every generation feels that way when they come of age and they see how things actually function and they have to figure out like how they fit into that like Mm -hmm. yeah specific you know democracy or whatever and so i thought that was really interesting and i I think that that's definitely something that this book does embody yeah like that feeling yeah and there are other things i guess that do happen it's not like just a romance so like there's like rebels like northern and southern rebels and they like break into the palace a whole bunch of times and like the southern ones are like killing people but the northern ones are just like looking for something or like maxon thinks that they're looking for something but like his dad thinks it's it's stupid and he doesn't like believe him 
Right, like, like, sure, like, the main character's, like, romance is, like, her motivator, like, but honestly, the story covers so much yeah, more than like that. Yeah, so like, many I, other things happen. this is not at all the book that I'm here to talk about, yeah. but, like, I've read this <laughs> book, and I, I've been thinking about rereading it as part of the part why I'm so excited. You should. Like, I was, it was totally worth it. Like, literally, like, yeah. two weeks ago, I ran across it, and I was like, I should reread that. That was really good. Yeah. Also, I definitely purchased it because they have really pretty dresses on the front. They do, <laughs> like, yeah. So that's the other one, yeah, is that, like... Oh, so that's, like, one of the other things about, like, why, like, America is, like, super good. So, like, they all get maids, and it's, like, one of the times, it's, like, nighttime or something like that, and the rebels are breaking in, and, like, the maids wake her up and are, like, you need to, like, go down the secret passage and get down there, and she was, like, okay, come with me, and they're, like, no, we have our own place to hide, and she's, like, I don't give a damn come with she's me. like no you come yeah you so hide. she like, brings like all of her maids because she was like obviously this is the safest place and then she gets there and like no the, one else is their maids like, there's this gal like sylvia who's kind of like their keeper and it's like teaching them to be like proper and princessy and shit it's like house and mother she, yeah and she's like oh stories. good the help is here okay get everybody water and america's like no and go get the king and the queen and the prince see if they want water and then you're gonna come sit with me and then she like turns to sylvia she's like they can fend for themselves. They chose not to bring their maids. And you're like, yes. Ugh, you're amazing. I do love that. Like, yeah. I, So she's, I just... like, very impulsive of, like, 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 she makes these great decisions. Like, she, like, cares about people. She does all these things. But she does it on impulse. So she yeah. also spends a lot of the time being like, oh, my God, could I even be a princess? And you're like, yes. Yes, you could. Yes, you could. You, could. you, you just need to believe in yourself. And also her dad is, like, the sweetest man ever. So, mm-hmm. oh, okay. He I'm going to be is. done now. Uh, I, I like can't rave enough about that series yeah. though like honestly like yeah. I read it in high school and it still stands up I read like, it in college the first time bit. when you told me to and then yeah. apparently forgot about it and reread it and it still stood so I think number three came out while we were in college and that's why because mm. I, I read the first couple senior year so that would make okay. sense yeah that would make sense yeah anyways anyways you pick nothing nearly as exciting <laughs> not gonna lie so like okay I like I looked it up like the definition of like a cozy mystery because like that's usually what I go to when like we talk about doing cozy episodes because like I love mysteries I love cozy shit why would I not specifically pick the niche genre that I don't listen to on the regular for an episode in which we specifically decide to do something cozy right yeah like it makes sense for me so I like literally looked it up and like the cozy definition and I looked it up because on the back of this book it was like this is a classic cozy Right. Oh, and I was like, okay. is that truly like what a cozy is defined as? And so yeah. So I looked it up. Basically, a cozy is literally like it has all the elements, right? Like there's a murder, there's suspense, there's whodunit, but there's no violence, there's no swearing. It's all very predictable. Like oh, literally, yeah. it's like the definition of sugar coated. <laughs> no, but that's like perfect. That is because that's like exactly what it is where you're so like, so true though. Like you're, you maybe don't figure out who did it, but you were like, okay, I have some ideas of. Who it there's a lot of like and... obvious moments like there's no like the back of this book basically was like there's no violence and there's no cliffhangers and i was like okay yeah that's pretty cozy and right that's there. super accurate though there was like one i guess i would call cliffhanger because like she like makes an offhand comment and i'm like cool you're not going to circle back to that till the end of the book thanks um but anyways so yeah that i i pick like a very classic cozy mystery because it's that time of year in which i was like i just want to listen to something that is fairly predictable and i'm into that um so i picked it was actually a box like so i got on audible i listened to it per usual because i had a credit and (laughs) but it's like a box series so i actually got books one through three i only finished like one and then two and a quarter maybe but that's okay because i still got through a book 
I like that we both read like got like a little series and read like a little bit more or listen yeah whatever we're overachievers don't worry about it I mean not really though like mine were pretty short I just listened to mine were very short (laughs) they're not that long of books yeah the selection series very very short um this one is like okay so I did a waterfell tweed cozy mystery I got the box set I'm putting it in air quotes because I got an audible so the first section says box and it's books one through three so I did like one and two and a little (laughs) (laughs) it's fine guys it's fine they're not like connected they're standalone um how like each one is its own individual mystery which is basically why I started to listen to two because I was like I want to know so I can tell all of y'all what it is like is it a continuation or is it individual mysteries they're individual mysteries do you need to know book one before like is it some of like the same characters that come back or correct okay same exactly so you don't really need to know book one in the first chapter of book two it tells you the name of her bookstore that she's working in it tells you people's names as they encounter them so they expect it's one of those series that they expect that you're probably not necessarily going to read them in order you might just jump in in the middle yeah Exactly. And I think a lot of these where they have multiple do, I didn't look into how many box sets there are. Um, I saw that there were at least three. Oh, okay. So that tells me probably at least nine books. I'm putting books in quotes because are they really books when there's like 15 chapters and it takes two hours to read out loud? I don't know. Who knows? Uh, Who's the author of this one? The author is uh, Mona Marple. I'm going to guess it's a pen name. Probably. I think it's a pen name. <laughs> or her parents just really like alliteration. Or her parents really hated her. Okay. Yeah. One of those things happened. <laughs> Sorry to all the Mona happen. Marbles out there. Marple. It's worse. It's like oh. Miss Marple. Like oh, I don't P-L-E. like that. Yeah. Okay. See, it's worse. That's what I'm saying. Like Miss Marple is like a whole thing. It's like you a should... mystery thing, which is why I think it's a pen name because Mona Marple would be Miss Marple. But like. Yeah. Different. That sounds like a thing. Okay, let's stick with yeah, it. I like it. That's why. I had legitimate reasons. I wasn't just like shitting on her choice to like <laughs> disassociate herself from her work. <laughs> Anyways, this book was classic cozy mystery. It was predictable. It was sweet. It was punny. It was very like rhymy. So the main character's name, Sandy Shore. Of course it is. Does she live her on a sister- beach? She does. Her sister, <laughs> Coral Shore. Oh. Yeah. Oh, and I, didn't, the, I didn't catch the Sandy part of Shore in the first name. I just heard Shore and... Sandy Shore and Coral Shore. The Mrs. Shore. Oh, your children sad. better. It's upsetting. It's <laughs> fine. Whatever. They were British, which I love in a narrator because I True. did listen to it. True. My favorite thing. It's the number one thing I look for in a narrator is are they British? Um, so there's like there's like a British narrator. Um, it the whole thing is very predictable. I'm not gonna lie. You're gonna get it, but it's not gonna be as detailed as yours was because I'm not gonna give away who done it because it's a mystery. But <laughs> yeah, I'll talk also, to you. Like, about we had this a, we had a lot of things because you also read my book, so I think that's why it added. There was I had more to weigh in like. There was a lot of like, ooh, I remember this. Okay, exactly. I'm ready. Get me so, posed. Who Sandy, Sandy Shore works at Books and Bakes, which I think is a very cute name. Mm, I like it. So she had this dream of starting a bookstore. And when she started this bookstore, she realized that she had this like perfect space to make a little cafe, right? Mm-hmm. And so she decides to make this little cafe as part of her bookstore. But the cafe was more popular than the bookstore. So the cafe has grown. So it takes up 
most of the bookstore and the books are basically just like the perimeter at this point so like it makes sense you know like you need more seating and that kind of stuff like so basically the center of it is a cafe and the outside is a bookstore also like like from last week or last episode we know bookstores are not thriving so correct i mean i don't know i don't think this is covid times but but still not- in general, bookstores haven't been doing well since Kindles exist. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, so Sandy runs this cute little bookstore. It, I don't think it's doing super great because she, um, she does ha- talk about having to cut some of her workers. So that tells me not great. Um, but basically, like, this entire story kicks off with Sandy being like, oh, no, I read for too long, which meant I didn't have time to get ready. I guess I'll just throw on my raincoat and galoshes and run out to my bookstore and bakery i'm like wow <laughs> i'm so jealous she's like living our dream seriously like oh my galoshes my the raincoat, only my thing books and bakeries right and the only thing wrong with this is she doesn't live above the bookstore slash bakery because See, that that's would better because the then real she dream could, she could read for longer right also exactly uh we live in a in Washington, as I said, how fun would it also be to be like a marriage of Juana with some of your bakeries? Because then it's books and baked and it made four things. Books and bakes and baked. <laughs> Sorry, that was actually my first thought when you said <gasps> books and bake. I was like, and I didn't even think about it. Oh, oh my god, I love it even more. New goals. I'll stay here. I'm convinced now. Yeah, Biden won. I can stay here. I'm gonna open up books and baked and bake. Okay. Anyways, so. Sandy goes to work in the morning, right? Her very classic day. She always talks about, because it's a cozy mystery, right? So she mostly talks about baking in books. Like, I'm yeah. not going to lie. That's like 90% of the story. Like, 90% of her life. So what happens? So she's just like, I never thought when I wanted to open my dream bookstore that I would spend my mornings like baking. I wanted to be spending my time like going through the stacks and making sure books were sorted and touching all my favorite nonfictions. And I'm just like, wow, this is oh. a very classic. Yeah, she wanted the bookstore more than the cafe. She wanted it hard. Yeah. Yeah. So Sandy is not passionate as much about her bakery, but she has a couple of workers. So that does make it a little bit easier. Everyone loves a worker. Mm hmm. Um, exactly. So across from her store, so I think they're, they're basically living in like a suburb of London. So London is like the closest big city for them, but they're like a very small, like rural area. So it's like a small town kind of vibe. So across the street from her is her friend Cass, who has, I don't remember what kind of store she currently has, but basically, um, day one of this book is that that there's this guy who isn't necessarily like part of the small town but like he owns small parts of the small town so small town people don't like him mm. he's like mm. a businessman who moved to a small town to take yeah. over some parts of the small town it's like, like the start of a hallmark movie yeah basically his name is reginald um mm. and so reginald announces on day one while she's just like working her little butt off at books and bakes um, that he is going to be taking over the store across the street from her and opening up a competing bookstore. <gasps> her bookstore's not even doing good. Like, does he think he's going to thrive? Right? I know. I thought that too. And I'm, but also, like, is he going to get murdered? He probably was like, wow, you're good at this. Mm, I may have read one or two of these. So, books. it's a classic cozy mystery. I mean, this is basically <laughs> what we expected. I told you it was going to be short because it's a classic cozy mystery. <laughs> 
but sometimes it's nice, you know? Like, it's kind of, like, the predictability is, like, comfortable, which I do like about that. Yeah. And, like, the characters aren't boring or anything like that. Like, there are definitely interesting, like, interpersonal relationships and, like, um, social nuances that go on in this town, which I did appreciate. Um, But the story plot itself is fairly predictable. So, yes. Reginald is murdered. (gasps) Found dead. I don't remember how. They don't give a lot of specifics because it's a cozy, which they exclude violence and details of violence. Yeah. Which I kind of liked. <laughs> like sometimes, sometimes it's nice to not know how they were bludgeoned in their sleep with a candlestick. Have in you the seen library. like the classic movie Clue? Yes. Like the the original. I've the watched original. it the, for, yeah. the, for for the first time last year, and like I, I feel like it gives movie. me that kind of vibe. Like cozies that give me that kind of vibe, where like you know that someone's died, you can see that they're dead. There's no fake blood. There's none of the details. Yeah. They're just dead. They're just dead. And we're going to figure out. And everyone is like shocked and needs no. a fainting couch. It like, was that's, you? That's no, how I imagine it. Right. Me? Exactly. No. So Reginald shows up dead. Right. And so the police are like, well, this is a big crime. We are not equipped to deal with this. Small town. Right. Sheriff. So they call in like a DC from, I don't even know what DC stands for because I'm not British. They call in a DC from fucking London to come like, in and help with, them with the murder. I was like, did check cop? Which I knew. Constable. I don't know. A Con- maybe. Constable? That actually could be Sounds it because constable is a cop. word they use. So. We're going to go with it. Yep. So, um, they bring in like an outside guy and obviously because it's a small town they don't trust him they don't think he's doing a very good job they think that he's going around and asking a lot of like unnecessary questions right um he does interview sandy shore because obviously he would be her competitor so Mm -hmm. as far as like motive goes like that makes the most sense to him right true and like he doesn't really get much out of her because she was just like i don't know like she doesn't have an alibi though because she lives alone like that's the thing. She doesn't have an alibi because she lives alone. And it's a small town. And so they usually want to just, like, kind of pin it and be done yeah, in a small I'm town, right? right? I would, yeah. Right. So they don't really get a lot on her, though. Um, and so, like, they, she does do an interview, and it's fairly intimidating, and she doesn't love it. She gets, like, a sign, like, a public attorney. And so she starts kind of looking into it herself and, like, interviewing townspeople. And one of the townspeople said something about um, Reginald being killed by a her. And she was like, what? How would you know that? And he was just like, oh, like, if you look at, like, ABC evidence, they were wearing stiletto heels. How convenient that these uh, townspeople are better than the fancy schmancy London officer. See? Like, such a classic cozy mystery in mm-hmm. which, like, they bring in a fancy old London dude and he can't do and the job because he doesn't know the small town. He doesn't know right. that Betty Blue who Sue eats soup every day at two. Right. Like, it's honestly... No, you're not wrong, though. Like, seriously? So she ends up, like, meeting with, like, their small town's, like, main detective guy. Because there's, like, two people who work in the police department in this small yeah. town. Like, so she meets with him, and he was just like, well, yeah. Because, like, her her plan at this point is, like, to investigate, right? So she's asking, interviewing people. And so she's like, well, I'll, I'll interview him because he's obviously not involved in the investigation itself. But he might have known or seen something, right? Mm-hmm. And so she basically, like, uses flattery. She's just like, oh, yeah, I'm sure if you were doing this, like you would have gotten that killer right away. And he's like, oh, I definitely would have. <laughs> but um, right before she goes to interview him, her friend Cass, the one who was going to sell the store across the street, comes over to her house in the morning. I don't remember what purpose Cass had for being there. It doesn't really matter. Anyways, Cass gets attacked. So they were like, oh my God. 
And so there's more suspicion on Sandy because Cass is at Sandy's house. She's like on her front porch when this happens. And so to the like London guy, he's just like, case closed. She's at her house. Yeah. She would attack her friend. She's at her house. That makes the most sense to me. She had no alibi for the first. Because Cass figured out that she did it and she came to accuse her. Not quite. (laughs) But I mean, you're not wrong. Also not wrong. (laughs) um anyways so like so that happens like kind of right before she goes to actually do the interview with the um like town's like policeman guy right because she runs books and bakes and so his like the main town's like policeman guy's like grandma or mother or something is always in there like complaining that they're not listening to his opinions and like all this stuff right Mm -hmm. so she's like well i want to hear it (laughs) because i'm paying attention so she like meets with him and he was just like oh yeah well i think the the big thing that, that um, DC Shepherd, the London guy, isn't paying attention to is that I don't think Cass was the target. And she was like, what? Because basically she was just like, oh, I'm sure being a small town, you know, local yourself, you would, you would have some ideas about who may have done this or why. Right. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, yeah, I don't think Cass was the target. I think, I think you were. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> because Which is she, was, she can't be the one. Right? And she was like, oh my god, I could see it. Like, we wear similar clothes. We have the same build. Like, they share clothes. She was on my know? porch. She was on my porch. Like, it could have looked like I was trying to come in my front door. Mm-hmm. So, so was it's it like, an outsider Doo-doo. then? Hmm. Exactly. You guys can't exactly. see me, like, rubbing my non-existent fake beard. Like, goatee, but I've been I doing see it, it this entire time. I can I imagine. A, I need a monocle, maybe? It's required for a cozy mystery. Mm-hmm. I'm doing it too. It's perfect. Yeah. The monocle thing. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so she gets some information basically from the townspeople. Um, and so she brings it to her sister who, because uh, Sandy has had to uh, lay off or not lay off, but cut hours of a lot of her regular workers. She's basically using her sister as free labor. <laughs> like, That's she's like, for, I hey, I need some help baking cookies and shit. Like, could you come in? You and so her sister by? will. Her sister, like, has a job, I guess. I think her sister's just, like, married, has a family and a job, but just, like, doesn't work as much as Sandy does because bakeries require, like, really early mornings and late nights, like, that kind of shit. Um, so she stops by and, like, helps and stuff. And so she's talking to her sister because she asks her sister to, like, come over and help her with, like, the bakery. And um, her sister was like, so I don't want to, like, upset you, but my house, which is, like, across from Reginald's house, I had cameras set up recently. And so I have, like, CCTV footage of the front of his house before he died, like, the night of. And she was like, oh, my God, like, you need to give it to the police. She was like, I wanted to show it to you first because you're on it. And she was like, "Mm, excuse me? I have never been to his house. No, that's not a thing. So her sister shows her the CCTV, and she was like, oh, my God. I know I wasn't there, but, like, it looks like me. Like, I would think it was me if I didn't know that I wasn't there. So, like, there's another townsperson who's dressed like her. And so they're like, oh my God, is someone trying to frame me? Um, right? Very creepy. Uh, I don't remember exactly how this like next little part goes down, but basically they do a little bit of like sleuthing into like who it could have been and like found some clues that led to them to like the town widow. And so they were like, oh my God, did the town widow kill this guy? Because she has, she like 
hasn't really been part of society for a while. So she's like the outcast, right? Which is usually like the number one go-to, like obviously the outcast fucking killed the guy. Um, I also so, do like that there's a town widow. Like the town is so small, only one person can be widowed at a time. Exactly. It's so cute. Like, oh, like, I'm really sorry, but... Um, like it's a small town vibe. So her sure. husband just died, so we're going to need you to get married or get out because we can only have one widower. Yeah. I really need you to change towns now. She's been the reigning I widow. I will murder you so I can stay the widow. You just solved the whole mystery. They, <laughs> they, they killed him so she could remain a widow. Um, Life goals. Right, though? Uh, anyways, so I don't remember exactly how they did it because it's a there's a lot of, like, nothing happening in between things happening in this mm. kind of book where there's just, like, oh, we're talking about our bakes. And we're talking about our days and we're talking about Christmas. And then I'll be like, but then there was this murderer and I thought of this thing. And then we're going to go back to cleaning the kitchen. Like, yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot of that going on. So I honestly don't really remember exactly what happened. So I'm going to guess that probably not a lot really happened other than maybe someone like noticed a clue or something. Um, but basically they decided that like this lady that's in this footage is a town widow. Like, let's go talk to her. And so Cass is like, I don't know what to do. And, or not Cass, Sandy is like, I'm not really sure. And Coral wants Sandy to go to the police. And Sandy's like, no, I'm sure there's like an explanation. Cause like, she's like the small town, like soft heart, you know, mm -hmm. she doesn't want anyone to get in trouble unnecessarily. Yeah. So she's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to show her the footage and see how she reacts and just straight up confront her like surprise yeah. attack. And I was like, honestly, that's not a bad idea. I like, like it. Most people wouldn't expect that, nor know how to react, other than with the truth. Even, like, if it was just with their reactions. Yeah. Um, so she decides to do that. And so she, like, asks the widow if she can come over because she lives pretty close, which tells me is a very small town because literally everyone lives freaking next door to each other. That also means so that she I lives close to where Reginald was. Right? Right? Because her sister also only lives like three houses away. So that's like right there. It's all right there. They all live on Main Street. <laughs> there's one street in this small little rural town. Well, I guess there would be two. There would be Main Street because that has to be where the books and bakes is. And then there can be like And then the street the Reginald street. lives on. Yeah. And then, yeah. And they'll, and they'll have to they'll meet like a T. And then there's just one lives. big X. Yeah. That's, that's where it. you live. And then, or you go to London. It sounds about right, honestly, based on how they describe this town and the fact that I only meet, like, four townspeople. Yeah. Um, so, basically, she asks the widow, like, if she can come over or makes an excuse up to, like, force the widow to invite her over. And so, she ends up going over to the widow's house, and she just straight up shows her the CCTV. She's like, so that's you. And the widow, like, starts, like, crying. And she was just like, okay, but it's not what you think. Like, I've been seeing this guy who lives, like, to the next house over, but we weren't ready to tell people. So she's he... not the widow. Right. Ooh, because he yeah. was also a widower. And so, like, they didn't want it to be, like, weird if they started dating too soon. So they were, like, secret dating. And so she didn't mean to dress like Sandy. It was just, like, that's her same style. Like, yeah. <laughs> she like, has very similar peacoat. Like, sorry. There's like two um, stores in this town. Exactly. And so they were able to like kind of rule her out. And I was just like, damn. I was sure yeah. that was going to be it. I was yeah. sure this book was only an hour long. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, though, not a lot else happens. So Sandy has that small bookstore, right? Mm -hmm. And they in this town have decided to throw a winter ball. It's Lady Penelope. 
So uh, she approaches Sandy and was like, hey, your bakery is really thriving. Would you like to be like the caterer or to bake all the stuff for my winter ball? She's like, oh my God, yeah, of course, absolutely. Um, so like this whole time, really it's just like Sandy trying to talk to townspeople. Um, Cass and Sandy do have like an interaction where Sandy was like, hey, I saw you fighting with somebody the day after Cass was attacked. And so there's some like speculation of like basically random townspeople. Like that's honestly what goes down. Like hmm. this entire book is just like random speculation about bizarre townspeople. Like Cass was arguing with this woman the day after she was attacked. Is that related to the attack? And so she goes down the rabbit hole of like trying to figure out who this is, right? Mm -hmm. And it ends up like Cass didn't want to tell Sandy, but she had a niece in town who's only 15, but she ran away from foster care, so she can't tell the police because they'll take her back to foster care. Um, but it was it wasn't a niece, it was a sister because Cass's dad ended up having like a secret family that he abandoned because her mom was like, Yeah, honestly, it's like it's like true, like small town drama. So like Cass ends up like with this like teenager, and that's why Cass didn't want to tell Sandy that she'd agreed to sell the place because Cass mm -hmm. thought that maybe um or Sandy thought that maybe like Cass didn't actually agree to sell to uh Reginald. And that, like, that was maybe the thing. Like, maybe Cass killed Reginald because he lied about her space. So there's a lot of, like, speculation. There's a lot of finger pointing. Um, honestly, this entire thing just, like, boils down to just being a very cute, cozy mystery. Like, yeah, well, there's, no, like, like, really there's, like, wanted to know who killed four main characters. I obviously can't tell you, but there's, like, I know, four, but I'm like, four main characters it wraps up with them figuring out who the murderer is because each book has its own different murderer mystery. Mm -hmm. The second book has two bodies. Ooh. It does tell you that like right off the bat. Right. Nice. So I'm like, is there three in the third book? I'm kind of invested. So. I'm not going to lie. I might actually listen to them in my free time, just like on the side, like while I'm working or whatever. One thing that I do love about cozy mysteries is how the main character person who like figures out the whodunit is never a cop. It's never a whoever. They're just it's like always a baker or bookstore maker in the neighborhood. In the I town love it so much. Who is like, I have nothing else to do. I'm gonna start asking around, and then they always solve it. And you're just like, right? Why are like, we it's adorable. police officers at this point? <laughs> I mean, yeah, obviously fucking bakers can do it, but like, like one of the like big head townspeople like has them cater right, and so like. They bring her on to like the so like the catering ball happens that she has to go to like the winter ball and like one of the policemen from London like alluded to like oh I'm looking forward to the winter ball like he was gonna like pin Sandy for the murder even though the townspeople are like defending Sandy but like Sandy and her coworkers get to the winter ball and the main lady um whoever hired them her name is penelope i don't remember her exact role she's like a rich lady in town but basically like this lady was like oh i really appreciate everything that you've done to help prepare us for the winter ball so i bought you both dresses so she gives both sandy and her assistant at the bakery dresses so that they can attend the ball instead That's of having nice. to cater it right so she was like oh i'm super glad you made the food but i actually hired college kids to cater and you get to enjoy the ball so she's like 
buys them ball gowns. Like it's Aww. like literally every single thing that happens in this is so freaking sweet. Like it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, Perfect. The ball is when like everything really goes down. So mm-hmm. I can't really tell you anything else um, right now. But basically, the entire thing ends with like Sandy bringing the police cake because she feels bad that they wrongly accused her. But the police show up at her bakery to apologize for wrongly accusing her <laughs> before she could even get there. And then everyone is happy. And then she hires her sister to work with her, and the oh. world moves forward. <laughs> so she's like, finally getting paid for her. Her work. sister gets like fired from her job, but it like literally oh, okay. doesn't matter because yeah. like the entire purpose here isn't like now her sister gets to work with her all the time instead of just helping her solve this one mystery. She'll help solve all the rest because there's gonna be two bodies next time they need two sisters to help figure it out obviously because like yeah that's pretty much how the first one kicks off is that like everyone's baking and happy and trying new like recipes for the holidays and then there's murder so (laughs) i don't know it was fun it was sweet it was really what you'd expect out of like an actual like defined cozy mystery yeah so i guess i'll give it five cookies because it's exactly what you would expect if you were looking for something that was predictable sweet but also had some elements of like whodunit yeah and you were saying that like the characters were like well developed and stuff yeah yeah. like there's lots of interpersonal relationships there's lots of nuances between these relationships i think they did a pretty good job and i would be interested to see if they were able to carry out that kind of like detail though through like other stories six and nine stories because i mean you and i have hopped in in the middle of series that are like we write one a week and there are only five chapters in each and it takes you an hour to listen to yeah but i'm on book 40 and i'm like like, wow but it was and i'm like book 32 is okay but book 40 sucked yeah and i'm like i liked nine but now that i'm on 29 yeah so i did start on one intentionally because i wanted to see like kind of how these books start like how these series start because Mm -hmm. in the past i have done not the first one i don't think i've ever necessarily started with the first one on any like because when i look up cozy mystery oftentimes it's like here's book 12 and i'm like okay fine Mm -hmm. whatever or i want like Um, a specific holiday so i'm like well like i'm looking for yeah thanksgiving or halloween yeah so i didn't want to pick that one or whatever yeah Yeah. exactly so i specifically did pick book one on this one because it is holiday but also because i wanted you to kind of know how these books unfold Mm -hmm. from the beginning and they do start that way but they do at least lay some foundation so that you know more about the town you know more about the main characters and their history so there is that if you are looking at any of those like cozy mystery series they're all pretty generic they're all pretty decent but maybe start at the beginning and then skip to 12 so you have some background. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think the last one that I read, there was definitely a few things where I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I haven't, I haven't read all the books, so I don't know what happened. Yeah, at they like the reference the July party. Like, I don't know who saved the day, but. On St. Patrick's Day last year, I don't freaking know what happened. Nope, okay? not here. Not here for it. <laughs> don't know. I was drinking somewhere else. I'm sorry. Exactly. But uh, no, these were solid cozies. Um, I don't think we've talked about what to do next, but I have an idea if you're ready. Yeah, throw it out. So I've watched a lot of like TV lately, like while I unpack and then also decorate for Christmas. Um, Mm -hmm. A few series I've watched referenced Franny and Zoe by J.D. Salinger. So I was thinking maybe let's do classics for Christmas. Like they're our first December episode, do a classic. We could do that. Yeah. Is that okay? Because I ordered Franny and Zoe because I was planning on reading it anyway. Yeah. But I was like, that might be a good topic too because we haven't done classics in a while. Christmas or holidays, I guess, is a good time to do a classic. 
something yeah. it's more original let's do it let me branch out i have time currently you know i actually have like <gasps> so for you two weeks where i don't have to study for anything so i love it i have time to sit down and try a book outside classic. of my comfort zone so all right let's do it so we'll yep. do classics next so that'll be early december i believe yep. great yep and then obviously the next one after that will be our holiday episode so our major oh, holiday and, and we have holiday minis coming up next <gasps> month yes so we'll figure out whatever like specific topic we want for that so yeah we have a whole bunch of things coming up here soon for all you guys um you can check us out on our social medias instagram isn't it past your bedtime and twitter iipyb underscore pod you can also check out our website and uh, dig into the archives to see what we've talked about or read or listened to in the past, as well as see what's coming up next at isn'tpastorbedtime.com. We also have an email if you have like lots of thoughts on things. If you ever have like recommendations and you don't want to throw out on, on the Insta, whatever, um, to just there. It's isn't it past your bedtime at Gmail. And we hope that you all are staying safe having a good if you're you know in america a good american thanksgiving with your safe group of with your zoom people. family however it is that you're doing it we hope you are staying safe and staying healthy and we will talk it all of y'all later bye everyone bye